Episode 8, Lover's, Lover's Walk. Walk. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Are you devastated? I am more elated. Are you? <laughs> um, I am elated for Spike. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for why. sure. Yeah, if I'm doing a rewatch or something, I'll, like, cook dinner while this episode is happening. So you can't go there? I don't go there often. I saw you crying on my couch <laughs> when we were watching this episode. <laughs> At the it's, end. Oh, man. I find it, I find it really, really powerful. So let's get into it. Yeah. What's the sitch? Let's get into <laughs> Lover's Walk. Oh, it just this season has been excellent so far. Yeah. Uh, as you say, all the discs are lit. Uh, so we <laughs> open up on uh, this Sunnydale. We have Willow and Xander. They're talking about their SAT scores. You got it. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. So these are the standardized whatever. One score to rule them all. And then that score gets you into school. So Willow has... A bad score? A good score. She has an amazing score, but we only hear the 1740. 17-something. 17 17-4, which is the verbal. What is it out of 2,000? What is no this madness? <laughs> I have no idea. Okay, 1740 is good, but bad for Willow, because she wanted perfect score. And and she got, good, like, she got an amazing score. She can go to any school. Yeah. But she's just talking about one particular aspect. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so it's ridiculous. And Xander obviously got crap score something. Yeah, he makes a comment about how his entire score is one of Willow's individual scores. Oh, wow. So uh, he was joking about, like, flipping burgers at the drive-thru. Yep. Uh, but then we find out Buffy comes over looking shell-shocked, and she's got a she's got a 14, a 30, which yeah. is good, I guess. Yes, very good. And it's funny because Xander was like, I thought you'd be flipping burgers with me because they're sort of, they're kindred, like, dum-dums yeah. sometimes in the way of academics. So yeah. this is interesting. And neither of them are particularly interested yes. in them either. And for different reasons, of course. But Well, in this whole episode, Buffy's like, I don't know. I never really thought about having a future. And yeah. she's like, she doesn't have any opinion about what school she wants to go to. She doesn't even have an opinion about what she wants to study. No. Nope. She doesn't care about any subject, really. No. No, she doesn't think that far ahead. Yeah. Has no practice at thinking that far ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't say I really blame her. Mm-hmm. I also think it's, like, totally ridiculous, this... uh this um, idea that you're supposed to know exactly what you want to do when you're uh, 17. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's a, obviously a bigger a bigger issue, um, and one that you know all of these characters are going to be grappling with. The coming to terms with the end of high school. 
Yeah, and they're going to have to split the group because they're not all going to be able to go to the same school or whatever. You know, that's what they're they're dropping down here, the little crumbs, so that the gang will have to split up, which it also does inevitably at the end of this episode, but in a bigger way at the end of the season. Definitely. So, yeah, very interesting. We're going to see what happens with all their scores and where they're going to go, etc. Uh, and Cordelia says to Buffy, now you can leave and never come back. <laughs> so good. Everything has two meanings with Cordelia. Yes. It's like always a bit of an insult. Mm-hmm. It's always a bit scathing. Yes. And then one is like, no, 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 leave Sunnydale. That's a good thing. Yeah. she's And Cordy has got a good score too because she's always been actually good at school this she's very enthusiastic really rocks it yeah yeah she's good at everything uh so you know it's the line cordy says who'd want to stay in sunnydale and then i knew immediately it goes to the sign welcome to sunnydale i it's the exact same shot from episode three of season two where spike slams into the sunnydale sign yep. And says, home, sweet home. Yeah. But he's like, falls out of the car and is wasted. <laughs> home, sweet home. sweet home. Screamed! I know two sides of this like rocker vampire coin. Yes, when coming out with a cigarette and his Doc Martens in total control and coolness, and mm-hmm. another one falling out of a car with bottles. Yeah, like a hundred bottles yeah. in that car. <laughs> so amazing! I I didn't know if Spike was coming back. I knew. I kind of know he's in the show again because I somehow know he becomes Buffy's boyfriend. How do I know that? I can't believe it. But Blonde hair boyfriend and brown hair boyfriend. Yeah, that's all I know. But I didn't know if he would come back this season. I didn't know if he'd come back. Whatever. Totally. So it was shocking. I screamed. I love Spike. I love him in this episode. I was so happy. He's so hot. You've missed him since the moment he left. Yeah, he is the hottest person on the show. <laughs> Yeah, he's up there for Those me Those cheekbones and a black nail polish. Oh, I know. This I got know. me. <laughs> uh, so, so happy. Uh, but he is not happy. Spike is, uh, he's wasted. He has been broken up with. Oh, he's lovesick. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing, like, time for him <laughs> in this episode. It's so funny. He's just drunkenly careening about. Yeah. He's come back to Sunnydale to sort of the scene of the crime. He's yep. come back to the burned church. Yep. Uh, and is beating up all of Drew's, like, dolls yep. and stuff. Yep. He needs to sort of cathartically, like, go through what happened. Process. Yes. It's part of the stages of grief. You're, like, in denial. You're reliving. You're trying to, like, figure out what went wrong. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. Uh, meanwhile, uh, we've got, like, the Willow-Xander-Hart tangle obviously still happening, and they decide to go on a double date with Oz and Cordy. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
they make a slight against bowl- going bowling on a date, and I I love bowling. <laughs> I literally just went for my birthday bowling. <laughs> I think bowling is like an innocent idea, but I think that no one is actually that excited about this date. No, like, they sort of made this plan, but everyone's kind of like, eh, weird about it. They're doing this thing where when there's a problem, you overcompensate mm. and pretend like there isn't one. And, like, this is the last time, this is the last moment in time that anyone should be planning a double date between these four people because there's... Yeah, it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's that exact reason why Xander and Willow are doing it is because they're trying to solve their problem by making more connections instead of being honest with their partners about what's going on. Regardless, they, they're going on this stupid date, uh, which no one really wants to go on. And then Oz gets Willow this present. It's so weird. <laughs> a Pez witch. <laughs> she's a witch. Because she's a witch. Did she collect Pezes? Is this something I just didn't... Pez was super, super duper popular then. <laughs> this, yes. is a, this is a thing. I went to high school with people who had Pez collections. So weird. And Do so they I think exist anymore? Pez, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Cool. Pokemon Pez. Oh, you got it? Oh, yeah. Well, my little <laughs> nephews have oh, I see. a lot of Pez. You're up on the child yeah. toy thing. Yeah. Uh, so this is so cute. She's so excited. And, like, what a thoughtful gift. Uh, this makes her feel totally shittier later. Yes. Obviously. And she's, like, clutching it for, like, most of the episode, too. Oh. Um, then after this, we see Buffy, Giles chatting, and Giles is packing to go on this retreat. It's kind of why Giles isn't in this episode. Yeah. To help. Or do any management. Uh, Daddy is away for the weekend. Also, this means that our teenagers can have a private love chaos Mm. issue and that there isn't this older, more mature character involving himself. Yeah, yeah. which Which is important. Like, Giles can't be... That character, it would be very difficult if he got involved in this... In the, in the dramatic action of this uh, episode. Yeah. I think it would be inappropriate. It's it, like love trapezoid. Right? It's not appropriate for him. Yeah. He's a grown man. He has no relation to them. This is their private affairs. Obviously, Spike is a different thing. hmm And sure, maybe Buffy and Angel's relationship. But even then, he's like, are you planning on seeing... Angel. Yeah, I can't control you. No, and I also can't, I don't, I don't want to know. Like, this is your life, and I can't tell you what to do. That's super fucked up. And he made his feelings known. He was very clear, so, like, what else can he do? Yeah. But he's got his, like, sleeping bag and his compass and shit. (laughs) I know, Buffy's, like, checking her uh, makeup with, like, I think his compass. It's the compass mirror. That's... (laughs) Uh, sometimes when you're in the backwoods, uh, it's the only mirror you have is on, on the compass. <laughs> um, I can't see Giles using any of this shit, but it's very funny. And that's what Buffy jokes about. Yes. And we're still reeling from these test scores, too, in this scene. Yes. Giles is like, holy shit. Okay, so. Yeah, you have options. He literally says, 
maybe you can go away to college somewhere and Faith can just sort of take up the mantle here. Like, these are things you have to consider. Yeah. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. It's, it's something that she never thought about before. Never yeah. thought about a future. Never thought about anything. So. Yeah. I don't know if she wants to think about it or even likes to think about the future. Or she's conditioned to not, right? That. And she's just a teenager. Giles is also much better. I'm going to just, like, this is great because we get, like, mommy and daddy. How how mommy and daddy react differently to this news Mm. is amazing. Mm -hmm. We get Giles being like, I'm going to plant this seed. You need to think about this. When I come back from the retreat... Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. I behave much better to this kind of treatment mm-hmm. from people who I go to in my life for guidance. This is my this is my way. Mm-hmm. Joyce is like excited and wants to start planning ASAP and wants to start spitballing schools with Buffy immediately. Yeah. Oh, uh, take American history. Brown has a great history. Pro- you like history, don't you? Mm-hmm. Buffy's like, uh, what? I don't know. Totally. Very different approach Mm -hmm. where we're just going to kind of just slam right into the news that Buffy could go away. Mm -hmm. So very different approaches from her different parental figures. Yeah. And Joyce still doesn't think of slaying as like her main career or that it's even that so important. You know, she's like, oh, this is your chance to like get away from this kind of. Yeah. Joyce is still living um, a very naive sort of life with this Slayer news. And Buffy says that to Angel later. Yes. So Buffy's aware of this fact with her mom. And Joyce has had far less time to adjust. She's just had Dead Man's Party, episode two. We're only on episode eight. Everybody else has had two full seasons. How did they repair that entire house? Remember they smashed every window? Dunno. <laughs> To know, Just, I you know, I imagine her insurance covered it. I'd, I'd imagine in Sunnydale, there's like some pretty serious insurance, insurance claims. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that was fast work. Uh, <laughs> all is well in the house. So Angel is reading sexy French book yes. in front of the fireplace. Yes, I know. What is this book? So Angel is reading a book called La Nausée. By Jean-Paul Sartre. Sartre. He's so sexy, smart, cool. Philosophical. Yes. I talked about last episode how, like, I hate Angel. (laughs) He's so, like, (laughs) boring. But he's not boring. He just sometimes I'm like, what are you thinking? I hate it. (laughs) That's why I kind of like Spike because he just says. Oh, for sure. What he thinks. He's a foil. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Angel just frustrates me, but this is a, this is a good little addition. It's just really thinking, thinking his deep thoughts by the fire. I think it means nauseous. Oh. And it's a philosophical book about existentialism. <laughs> wow. It's a philosophical book about existentialism. Okay. Okay, Angel. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Well, Spike is sort of like the antithesis. He's like... Um, roiling around drunk outside and on his path of like a therapy, basically, <laughs> which is the episode, he's um returned to the scene of the crime. Now he's mm-hmm. going to go to the, the person who, mm-hmm. you know, fucked him up, uh, mm-hmm. fucked him and drew up. Uh, well, and that's where he died. That's yeah, where yes. Angel died. And where Angel, like, 
Angel and Drew were this like couple, mm-hmm. weird couple. Like this Spike throuple. goes there not having any idea he's going to be there. Yes. Right? But he's not surprised because, I don't know, he's wasted. So it's just funny. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, he's like, I'll show you who's a cool guy. Totally. <laughs> totally. I mean, I would argue that the title of this episode, Lover's Walk, mm. is Spike's meandering path yes. through Sunnydale. Absolutely. Like it's he so is good. the lover that yes. that that we that cra- he is the chaos. He's he, careening about, yeah. is smashing into all these couples, all yeah. these people. Yeah. He he makes it all happen. Yes. Like he's so action based. Like everyone else has been like in their fifis and he just makes all this stuff happen. Absolutely. He's a provocateur. Yeah, love him so much. <laughs> And and Spike is questioning his purpose now without Drusilla. Mm-hmm. I think maybe what's interesting about his contrast with Angel is that Angel's been brought back from a hell dimension by some magical force we have yet to discover. Yeah. Angel has no idea what his purpose is either. Both of them are without their lovers. Mm-hmm. They're both romantics. Like, Angel is a romantic. Yes. It's one of the things that frustrates you about him. Yes. Because his style of romance is different. His stoicism mm-hmm. is different. Spike is the same. He's a romantic. His life revolves around his lover. Yes. They are the same. Mm-hmm. But their tactics and the way they express themselves is completely different. It couldn't be more different. Yeah. It's so fun yeah. in this episode. Yeah. So, like, Spike decides to go get some spell to like fuck Angel up. He's like also his logic is so funny because he's just really drunk so he's just doing things. Yeah. Um, But he goes to this like witch shop and he sees Willow in there because Willow has decided to get an anti-lust spell mm-hmm. to you know sever her tie with Xander altogether before they go on this date. And so Spike sees Willow and gets like another idea right? Yep. It's uh it's all it's just excellent. I I'm really glad you said Spike is the lover's walk yeah. cuz it totally we're just following him through the episode. Yeah. Traveling his footsteps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wants to give Angel leprosy or boils or yeah, it's all punish just, Angel. It's just all silly. He's just yeah. like so drunk and sad. He's <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I'm the cool guy. I'll make him ugly." Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then Spike just eats the <laughs> shopkeep. <laughs> this is the first time we've been to this shop. Yeah, I don't know what it is because there's this other magic shop called the Magic Box or something. Or the Magic Hat or whatever. Is that is it called the Magic Box? So this is that <laughs> shop. Oh, okay. So it's just different. It's in a different, like, when Miss Calendar goes to that down. other shop, she goes down. Yeah, and it's a guy who runs it and she buys the... Orb of Thessala. Yes. And this shop is street level, so there's no downstairs. Mm-hmm. And it's run by a lady. Yeah. Um, I, it's I, like apothecary kind of yeah. style. I think it's the same. Oh, they've just shop? zhuzhed it up. I think so. Sure, sure, sure. I think so. Is it called the Magic Box? It is called the Magic Box. Okay, so it's still... I think they called it that in... Yeah. When Miss Calendar went. But. Yeah. But it's redone now, and this is where it is. It's also in a bit of a different location. This, sure. like, corner street lot. The new magic box. Yeah, the new magic box. Blessed be. Blessed be. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Lady Dies. Uh, it's reminding us that Spike is, in fact, an evil vampire. Because we almost forget. Because he's so charming, and yeah. he doesn't wear his vamp face all the time. No. Um, no, I feel like... Um, some of these older vampires, like we know Spike is a very old vampire because mm-hmm. he's been written about in books and we we know he's coming in School Hard, episode three of season two. Mm-hmm. He's been written about. We know to fear him. He's been around for 100 years and he doesn't wear his face very much. Yeah. Neither did Darla. She was very old. Mm-hmm. Neither did does Angel. Yeah. Neither does Drusilla. But these vampires who we know are quite fresh on the scene tend to wear their faces more. Yeah, they can't control themselves. Could be. Maybe. Could or be. something. Because we saw when Spike got angry at the doll, he changed into vamp face. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's interpretable. Yeah. But um, it's also just nice to see his hot face. Uh, totally. We can't have him in wrinkly face all, all the, the time. time. So after Spike eats this lady, we see this very important scene of Mayor Wilkins... And I find out that he casually mentions selling his soul. I swear, I would sell my soul for a decent short game. Of course, <laughs> it's a little late for that. <laughs> I don't suppose I could offer your soul, huh? Really help me on the green. I'm just funning. So, we have a spike problem, do we? He's been spotted back in town, and there was an incident at a magic shop in broad daylight. Police had a hell of a time covering it up. <laughs> well, yes. You know, he was up to all sorts of shenanigans last year. We had a world of fun trying to guess what he'd do next. I remember. But I guess we're past that now. This year is too important to let a loose cannon rock the boat. Should I, Mr. Trick, send a committee to deal with this? Loose cannon, rock the boat. Is that a mixed metaphor? Uh, boats did have cannons. And a loose one would cause it to rock. Oh, honestly, I don't know where my mind goes these days. <laughs> Why don't you take care of that spike problem? A committee, like you said. It's good as done. That's swell. Four! <laughs> so, I was, I last episode I think I was like, D- is he a demon? I don't know. Like, you know, I've been wondering this this whole time, but uh, we're getting more and more clues about what the fuck he is. He's just like laughing and casually he's like oh, I already sold my soul too late for that yeah, yeah. so <laughs> sold his soul to who the devil uh, I mean that's who you sell your soul to right in this uh, world I don't know I don't know maybe some other demon but but a very amazing reveal yes <laughs> such a wonderful scene and we also find out that he knew Spike was in town last year. Oh, yeah. He's keeping tabs he on... He knew everything. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, let it happen because, you know, he's he's sort of acting ringmaster. Totally. Of Sunnydale. So everything... He knows everything. It's all in his purview. It's all in the plan. But this year is important for whatever reason. We yep. don't actually know nope. what he's planning. Nope. But it's all part of the plan. This year mm-hmm. is special. Yeah. To Mayor Wilkins. To Sunnydale. And so he sends his lackey to form a committee to get rid of Spike because Spike is a bit of chaos he doesn't want right now. Yeah. So he's who sends these, this gang of vampires later. Yes. I love it. While the boss golfs <laughs> in his office. So Angel and Buffy hang out after this. They're like, 
we're just friends. Um, but it's very romantic. There's a fire. They're just hanging out. Angel's so broody. Um, Buffy's like, yeah, I might leave to go to school somewhere. What do you think? Angel's like, yeah, you should go. <laughs> you should go. Yeah. He's uh, trying to tell her the truth, I think. And she's like, yeah, there's nothing. I want to stay here anyway. For There's know. nothing for me here. <laughs> this is all classic, like, goading and baiting and mm-hmm. all these different ways that you get someone to say the thing you want them to say without having to tell them how you feel. Yeah, don't communicate your true feelings. Because, because that would be too vulnerable. So this whole idea that ideas are supposed to be planted in your lover's minds through your sort of subtext, through everything you're not saying, so they're supposed to read your mind, just leads to frustration. Obviously, in this episode, nobody knows what each other actually wants. Yeah. Uh, So Willow... Make Xander come to the chemistry lab. She's like, help me with this chemistry experiment. Yeah. And then he deduces she's making this, like, anti-lust spell. And uh. and Xander's like, oh, my God, that's so bad. <laughs> Don't you know I have a bad rap with these? Yes. yes. What's that episode called? Where Bewitched. Bothered and bewildered. Oh, yes. Where he makes every woman in Sunnydale fall in love with him, except Cordy. Excellent. Even Joyce and the lunch lady. (laughs) Good callback. Uh, So then Spike shows up and because he's seen Willow in the magic shop and is like, I'll make her make a a love spell. To get Drusilla back. Yes. So he captures Xander and Willow, uh, brings them to the factory. Yeah. Uh, obvious place to bring them. It's like Buffy says later, he's like, oh yeah, why would I bring them there? <laughs> but he's wasted. He's yeah. he's bad. He's, he's making horrible decisions. He's just like, yeah, again, careening about. Uh, yeah, he's just on a tear. And he doesn't really care what happens. No. He's just doing anything that pops into his mind. Yeah. Uh, he really kicks the shit out of Xander. Yeah, Xander's head is like broken. It, it's really bad. Yeah. Um, and they have a quite a violent fight, like, yeah. uh, but of course Spike wins and then, uh, is quite scary to Willow. Yes. It's like choking her and yes. shit. Like it's freaky. Yes. Um, but then the comedy is so funny where he's like, he's just like so sad. He's like, and she wouldn't even, and she broke up with me in Brazil. He just starts telling like this story and is so sad she left about me for it. a chaos demon and they're just oozing with mucus and antlers it's disgusting <laughs> it's he's about to murder her yeah. and then she immediately becomes his confidant yeah <laughs> which we all recognize in people who are heartbroken mm. their heartbreak is like infectious or they cannot help but just spill their guts to anyone and wallowing yeah and there's like no boundaries and willow's like they're there yeah <laughs> so funny. While also being afraid that she's going to get a bottle shoved into her face. Yeah, it's like pretty intense. Or get turned into a fucking vampire. Violent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really, really scary. They do a great job of making Spike um, silly and sort of pitiful. Yes. While also being hilarious and very dangerous. Yeah, like they are trying to remind you like this is it. 
This is not like a good vampire who has his soul. No. He doesn't. He's a normal vampire yeah. and he will kill and he doesn't care. And he has killed in this episode. Yeah. So they're just reminding you of that. He's not like Angel with no. his soul, right? No. He is a real vampire. Just because he's charming doesn't mean he won't kill you. Exactly, yeah. And so they don't have the potions ingredients, so Spike has to go get them. Uh, again, got to careen, careen about, and he ends up at Joyce's? Why yeah. does he end up there? Because I think that's where... Uh, Buffy, where Willow said she left the book. Oh, at Buffy's. Yeah, it's 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 tricky to tell because we cut to the library right, right after we get that scene with, with Willow and Spike where mm. she's like, I don't have them here. Mm-hmm. I assume it's because they're at Buffy's house. That's why he goes to her house. But we cut to the library because Buffy has left Angel's place early Mm. because she's insulted that Angel didn't read her mind um, (laughs) earlier when, you know, she wants him to say, don't go to school, stay in Sunnydale with me. I love you. Let's make a happy family together. He doesn't say that, so she goes to train. Yeah, she goes to jump rope. Yeah. So... She gets a call from Joyce being like, can we schedule a talk about universities and colleges? Mm-hmm. And Spike's on the phone. Yes. Buffy rushes home. And Spike is having tea with Joyce. It's, like, amazing because that episode where he meets Joyce is so funny. Yeah. So they're just recreating that. Like, they have weird, like, a funny chemistry. Yeah, they're old friends. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, hi, Joyce. Like, yeah. Um, and she, like, makes him a cup of tea, and then he spills his guts, and she broke up with me in Brazil, and <laughs> made over the chaos demon. And, and Joyce, like, she sounds very unreasonable. <laughs> and then Spike's like, yeah, but that's what I love about her. She's very sympathetic, and she also, I'm not quite sure she's aware that he's, like, a vampire. Like She thinks he's a good, she doesn't know how this works. yeah. And last time she met him, her daughter was working with him, and it was okay. And Buffy said she was in a band with him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Joyce is like, oh, some friend of Buffy. She doesn't have the right information. Yeah. <laughs> She's just doing her best, but yeah. it's very funny. Yeah. Uh, and then Angel shows up, and he can't go in the house. He yes. hasn't been invited. He's got to do, ah, this is a wall at the door. <laughs> Good acting. He's been uninvited for some time. Yes. But no one got around to uninviting Spike, so we get this wonderful comedy latsy yeah. of the wrong vampire being allowed in the house. Yeah. Very yeah. funny. Yeah. Very good. And, uh... Oz and Cordy have been assigned by Buffy to go looking for Giles. Giles, yes. yes. Because they um, they went to the chemistry room and it was chaos. So they know that Willow and Xander have been taken, so they're going to go find Giles. But then Oz has werewolf scent and can smell He's Willow. on his way out of the city mm-hmm. and happens to be close, that must be close to this factory. Yeah. And this band van is so funny. There's like so many dangly curtains and like things on the it's very it's like the mystery machine. I know. It's so funny. I know. So good. It's very much a Scooby-Doo reference I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool though that he has this van. Totally. I love when they could bring it in because it's been in a few episodes. It's fun. Totally. (laughs) Totally. So they know to go to the factory to find yep. find buddies. Uh, 
Spike corrals Buffy and Angel to go get this witch supplies yep. because he's like, I'll never tell where I hid your friends. Yep. Um, funny antics ensue. The three of them have great chemistry. Uh, <laughs> they do. It's so fun to see them together again. The dialogue is wicked. It's just so good. And I just love Spike so much. He's so funny. And he he just says the truth. He's like, you two aren't friends. You'll never be friends. Like, so we get to the magic box and, you know, prompted by... Buffy sort of making fun of how pitiful Spike is. Spike's like, I mean, we get one of the best lines in the season. Mm. We're going to throw that in here. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Great, more moping. That's going to get her back. The spell's going to get her back. Out of trouble for somebody who doesn't even care about you. Shut your gob. She really is just kind of fickle. Shut up! <laughs> 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 What do you know? It's your fault. Both of you. She belongs with me. I'm nothing without her. Yeah, that'll have to agree with. You're pathetic, you know that? You're not even a loser anymore. You're a shell of a loser. Yeah. You're one to talk. Meaning? The last time I looked in on you two, you were fighting to the death. Now you're back making googly eyes at each other like nothing happened. Makes me want to heave. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. You're just friends. That's right. You're not friends. You'll never be friends. You'll be in love till it kills you both. You'll fight, and you'll shag, and you'll hate each other till it makes you quiver, but you'll never be friends. Love isn't brains, children. It's blood. Blood screaming inside you to work its will. I may be love's bitch, but at least I'm man enough to admit it. He, yeah, he speaks the truth. Yeah. He's like, I just, I admire it because I like speaking the truth too. Not all the time, but I do sometimes to the detriment, but... I just love Spike's like, no, like, you too, like, shut up. Like, why don't you just acknowledge, acknowledge it? And, and he's talking about a kind of relationship that, you know, some people may disagree with this, but, but it depends on how you feel about romance, love, partnerships, etc. But there are people in a person's life where, being friends after being in a romantic relationship isn't possible. Yeah. There are some people out there who who believe and maybe it's possible for them to be friendly and have friends with every single one of their romantic partners. I think it depends on who you are. I think it's obviously a, quite a bad sign. or It's a red flag mm. when someone has bad relationships with all of their exes yeah. or talks shit about all of their exes. Yeah, they're all... Quote, unquote, crazy. crazy. Yes. We know this, but that's not what Spike is saying. Mm. So I don't... Sometimes I hear criticism about this episode because people think he's saying that. He's not. He's just saying that your relationship is never going to be friendly. Yeah. The love between you is so intense, so so different from from a friendly relationship... Um, that it's not going to go there, 
Not to mention that you they never were friends. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, they never were friends. And, I don't know, Angel's not like... He's <laughs> not like a friend. I don't know. <laughs> he's not... You know, you hang out and, like, watch a movie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe they watch, like, uh, old Hitchcocks or something. <laughs> no, I, I totally get what you mean. Yeah. They, they weren't friends. Yeah. They've never been friends. And it's fine not to be friends. Exactly. Like, as long, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, I totally agree with you. So, so we're, we're having this truth bomb, hmm. which demons in this show can do. Because the consequences of those truths, some demons relish in those things. For sure, Spike, he can't punch or kick Angel or Buffy right now. He's working with them on their side at the moment. But this is his way of causing them pain. And he is so chaotic. Yeah. He loves chaos. Yeah. Like, so, you know, he has to, he has to. Yeah. And it's just, it's so good. Yeah. And he also makes a really good point about pretending to be in control of your emotions all the time. That's not always possible. Mm -hmm. Pretending to be in control of this great, great love between you. Like, sure. Like, he's he's basically saying love, love has a mind of its own. And it does. It, Anyone who's been in love or, like, had that first feelings of love or broken up with someone, you know that it makes you feel really... Like yeah. wild things. And the things you do, mm -hmm. you, some of us aren't even like recognizable. When you look back in the cold light of day, you're like, woof. Yeah. <laughs> but it, we know, yeah. It, yeah, it can make you do all kinds of things. Yeah. Just like Willow and Xander in the next bit, they're like going to die in the factory. They're like, uh, you know, Xander's on like death's door. He's got blood pouring out of oh. his head and... Willow's like, we're going to starve down here and we're going to die. And the music swells and then they start making out. And then Cordy and Oz. Did you see this coming? No. <gasps> oh, well, you heard me. I know. I was like, I I gasped and it was, it was it's awful. It's awful to be caught in the act like this. It's and, horrible. And this is what. People are so afraid of telling their partners that there are that they're having complicated feelings about about other people, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I know that that must be so hard. It is so hard. Mm -hmm. And then this kind of thing happens. Yeah, and it's, you're in a hard position anyway. And this is worse, right? To be blindsided, it's so awful. And then. Oh my god. I this really got me. Like Cordy like runs back up the stairs and falls and gets fucking impaled on like a rebar. I literally did think she was going to die. Yep. It's horrible. It's awful. Yep. I thought so too. Oh my god. <laughs> Waiting a week after this episode when it first came out was unreal. Yeah. Oh. And it's like a it's a it's a it's a demon of the week. Yes. I mean, it's not because it's Spike, but really, well, they make it. He leaves at the end of the yeah. episode. Like they do not. They're not like Spike sticking around. Yeah. Like, and last week was Revelations. Last week is the episode we're supposed to be taking a quick breather from to have a bit of fun in Sunnydale, mm -hmm. so that we can think and process, and these characters can think and process all the stuff that happened with Faith, finding out about Angel, mm -hmm. oh my god, all this stuff. 
Not not Lover's Walk. Yeah. Not Cordelia dying. Yes. Oh, God, it's awful. Yeah. And meanwhile, we're sort of, like, flashing back and forth between, like, the um, drama of Cordelia dying and then the fight, the big mm-hmm. gang fight. The committee that's sent by Mr. Trick. Yes. Yeah, so Lenny, the vampire, <laughs> <laughs> has showed up and he's like, ah, fuck you, Spike. Uh, we're going to take you down. There's a very big, cool fight. Yes. It's really good. Yes. Spike's on the car. Hot cha-cha. Yes. It's so good. Buffy's in, like, the cafe. Yeah. The uh, espresso pump. Yes. Yeah. Uh, doing a little ha-cha-cha. Angel's doing his thing. Really good. Oh, it's so great when they have, like, good choreography and yeah. everyone's stunting about. And all these superhuman, strong people get to fight. Yeah. And this is... Where, like, Spike needed the therapy. This is how he's like Buffy. Yeah. Because this is how Buffy works it out, too. Yeah. He, Spike needed to get in a huge fight. He needed to careen about and to kind of go through all the stages of grief. And he feels much better after, <laughs> after a spot of violence. It's a little bit like the violence in this show can sometimes be a little bit like sex. Yes. It's like a physical release. And cathar- yeah, cathartic. Yes. And it's exciting. It's potentially dangerous. It's sobered him up. Yep. Mm-hmm. You, it's an intimate thing to fight, to nearly die with someone. We have Buffy and Angel fighting side by side again. Mm-hmm. We know, we recognize this as a kind of intimacy that they share. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, uh, it's hot and sexy because it should be. <laughs> yes. It's good. Yeah. And... Spike needed the therapy. He did. Uh, and he has this little, God, Spike's so good. Uh, this altercation with, I think it's Lenny, where Lenny goes, you're soft like baby, baby food. food. <laughs> <laughs> and this uh, really uh, winds Spike up. Yeah. And Spike is going to punish Lenny. Let's give baby a taste. <laughs> He's got some, like, baby dialogue. It's very funny. <laughs> and then he stakes Lenny. Yeah. And they do this holy water hand grenades. Yeah. Very fun. And classic, once the leader is dead, all the other vampires, after these hand grenades, uh, run away into the night. And Spike's like, oh, I feel much better. And he's like, well, I just have to be a man. And that's how I'll get Drusilla back. I'll go torture her. Yeah, tie her up and torture her. And then she'll love me. (laughs) She's probably right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, all right, see ya. (laughs) And then we... This got me. It's like a funeral. I know. I was like, Cordelia is dead. <laughs> but luckily, Buffy and Will are just like, ah, well, how's Cordy doing? Like, I know. Casually. It's a shot that is so it's a shot that goes. So 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 Spike is like, oh yeah, you two are just friends. He sees mm. Buffy helping Angel yes. up. Buffy says you don't have your full strength yet. But also Angel's just done this huge fight. So he's feeling much better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Spike has said his truth. He feels much better. He's going to go get Drusilla. Uh, Cut to the next morning. It's at this. It's in the sky. The sun is blazing. No vampires in sight. Mm -hmm. We 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 kind of cruise on down to the cemetery. One of the many. Mm -hmm. And and we're getting huge music, huge swells. We totally think we're going to Cordelia's. Yes. Funeral. And then it's just 
Willow and Buffy walking down the sidewalk right beside there <laughs> of no relationship to this yeah. <laughs> to this uh, burial going on. It, it's the best. It's I watched funny. your body like move a meter towards the television <laughs> and then a meter back when you found out it was okay. And the first line is so Cordelia is going to be fine. Yeah, <laughs> they got me. They got me. But uh, it's the ending of this episode is. It's devastating. It is. Yeah. Because Xander <sighs> takes some flowers to Cordy and she's like, stay away from me. And Willow is telling Buffy, like, I, Oz doesn't want to talk to me. They, you know, Buffy's like maybe groveling. You know, we don't, the status is all, we don't know what the status is of any of these relationships. And then Buffy goes to talk with Angel and this is where I cry. Yes. Like, I'm about to cry this whole episode. When Cordelia gets impaled, it's awful. Mm. And I think particularly Cordelia seeing that transgression, for some reason, is harder for me. I think because it, it looks like she physically takes it harder than Oz. It, 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 like, I have no idea how Oz is feeling. She had... Xander's picture in her locker. Like, she loves Xander. And they got together before Oz and Willow. Mm, yeah. Oz and Willow's relationship is much newer. So I start getting emotional there. And then, for me, when Buffy comes back and says what she says to Angel, I am like... It's... uh. Every inch of my body is like, no, stay together forever. Stay in Sunnydale. Don't go to university um stay in sunnydale and have a relationship with this vampire who maybe you can't ever kiss have sex with yeah do that do that do that like every like i know it doesn't make any sense and yet every part of me is like but this is the person who understands you this is you're a vampire slayer you can't be with a human Hey. I was wondering when you were coming. I'm not coming back. We're not friends. We never were. And I can fool Giles. And I can fool my friends. But I can't fool myself. Or Spike for some reason. What I want from you, I can never have. You don't need me to take care of you anymore. So I'm gonna go. I don't accept that. You have to. Okay. There's gotta be some way we can still see each other. Tell me that you don't love me. You know, we've had this like, will they, won't they for like episodes 
And this did feel final. Like, I don't know. I'm like, is it done? But I don't, it felt, felt quite done. Like Buffy was like, no, we can't, I can't see you anymore. Tell me you don't love me. And by not telling her that he doesn't love her, he is telling her that he loves her. Yeah. Because that's how Angel communicates and she knows that. Yeah. So it just can't, it just can't happen. Yeah, so and we're... even though he's like, maybe there's a way, but, like, you can't, yeah, I don't know, can't really do that forever. Well, and, and yeah, she's like, well, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, what are we doing? I-, I was telling myself that I was helping you get better. Like, that was true for a time. We all do that. We all do that. Mm-hmm. We all get ourselves into situations where we are actually doing something for someone else, and then that task or purpose is over, and we're still there. Yeah. Why? Yeah, it's it's huge. It's sad. I Buffy grows the biggest pair of cojones in that scene. I have, I hate it, but I have such respect. It's very mature of her. And Angel says, I don't accept that. And she says, you have to. And, and you don't actually have a choice. Yeah. Because breaking up with someone is something that... Um, the two parties don't have to consent to. Exactly. So. And then there's like the sad breakup music. And and it is very funny. I was like, oh, sad guitar. But it is Oz playing the sad guitar. It's so funny. Over all their little faces like. <laughs> like oh, it's so funny. Oh, my God. Marmar. It's awful. And they're all alone. Yes. But then Spike, the like button is just Spike, like like I did it my way down the highway to a I I don't know like a punk rock. Uh, I did it my way. The Frank yes. Sinatra, yes, yeah, so good. Which he starts the he starts the episode sort of singing this crooner ballad, mm-hmm. going around the burnt down church. Yes, yeah. it's so good. And the factory, yeah. Oh, it's it's too bad they show Spike like leaving, and you're like, okay, he was sort of just a a demon of the week, but I want him back. I want him back. He's a fan favorite. I love him. Classic. Uh, that character was not supposed to be in the show for very long, mm. and then, well, James just killed it, and so they brought him back, and now he's. A character you look forward to having returned to Sunnydale whenever he chooses to. He just has, like, a unique energy. Yeah. It's awesome. Some assembly required. Fashion. Fashion. When Willow learns her SAT scores at the top, she is wearing one of the worst outfits <laughs> Worst outfit of the episode, I will say. Do tell. Uh, red pants, which, fine. But then she's got this weird, like, cartoon shirt. It's, like, pink. It looks like a Powerpuff Girl, but this is before Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, it's horrible. It's like a little weird anime character. Yeah, it's really horrible. But it's very clashy with the red pants. It's really bad. I hate it. But Buffy's outfit, when she learns her SAT scores, is lovely. She always... Buffy's either like a pink or a powder blue. Mm -hmm. This is powder blue. Mm -hmm. Buffy. She's got sort of a midi 
a dress pattern blue and then like a baby blue cardi over top. Super flowery blue flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the cardigan season. Yes. Buffy wears a cardigan with everything it seems. I love it. Yeah. But I own many cardigans. Buffy owns like 100 cardigans. It's so ma- how And they're all tiny. Yes. Like these aren't long cardigans. This isn't long cardigan time. No, it's cropped. Sh- yeah. Or some of them are like shrugs. They're like yeah. just shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> or like just at the waist. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and mine are all long witch cardigans. <laughs> <laughs> it's my jam. And then Buffy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is where she's talking with Giles. She's got a weird sweater. You know, like when you preppy sweater tie it, like over your shoulders? But this sweater, the sleeves are... Tucked together. Tucked and like just placed. Like like you would roll a sock. Yes. Yes. It's so weird. I have never understood this, Marley. I've never seen this. For decades. It's like someone was like, this will be a cool way to do it. It's so weird. (laughs) I have never seen it before either on the show. And shan't see it again because it is a mistake. <laughs> I've never seen anyone do this ever. It is a bizarre choice. I know. And she looks like she's wearing like a Mithril shirt. She is wearing under. Mithril. It's like, it's like silvery. <laughs> Night is a feather. Hard as dragon scales. <laughs> but it, that was such a weird way to wear that sweater over the shoulder. Definitely. Very weird. And then Spike, the, we just have to... Talk about his clothes. It's just classic. This is his uniform. Yes. So the long leather jacket, the red collared shirt, leather pants, Doc Martens. He's just so British punk. Yeah. Black nail polish. Yeah. He's got black eyeliner on. Yeah. He is Anthony Stewart head in Band Candy. He's Ripper. Yes. Yeah. There's a, yeah. There's lots of characters who like live in that world mm-hmm. only temporarily mm-hmm. and and this is exactly right yeah this is exactly right it's like it's like a slice of british pop culture mm-hmm. is ripper and spike they're kind of from the same place you like broody boy band i like grungy dirty spike i mean i love spike don't get me wrong <laughs> don't get me wrong but like my heart in these these seasons my heart belongs to Angel. Your bangle. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Angel's wearing a beautiful brown collared shirt. He loves a brown collared shirt. And he's wearing sometimes. a leather jacket also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the male, usually the men f- superhero fighting vampire guys, they put them in these leather coats. I think it's because they have movement. Mm. So when they're fighting, you see all this movement of this flurry of clothing. Yeah. Buffy's hair does that. Mm. And sometimes her outfits. Yeah. But the it, you'll notice that the men are always wearing leather jackets. They're always wearing jackets that, like, fly around. And, and they're shiny. Move around. Yeah. Yeah. It, it helps with, like, the choreography of the show. Totally. It's very different when you watch people just punch and kick in, like, pants and a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. It's not as powerful. Totally. Yeah. You're right. And then Buffy has, like, classic Reebok sweats on. Yeah. And like they this, might be Adidas. Oh, Adidas, yes. Yeah. And then uh, green tank, just like real sporty spice. Yeah, it's cute. This She's is got sporty her twist, spice. Her little, her little kicks. Yeah. Um. So this is just 
great little sporty Buffy. And Buffy wasn't going on a date, so that's why she's dressed... Because she was Dressed pulled down. out of a training sesh. Mm-hmm. So that's why she's sort of dressed like this. Yeah. Because Buffy, none of this was supposed to happen on this night. Totally. Yeah. Because, yeah, normally if she knows she's going to see Angel. She dresses up. For sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then Willow, oh, this is also ugly, has like a fuzzy pink shirt but it's, I like this I don't like it and a little camisole underneath but it's not pink it's almost like beige or like very it's so pale pink it's so it's like the palest so that it's almost like flesh toned she's supposed to be the ingenue she's supposed to be like this innocent rosy I don't know sort of little girl out of her depths mm. romantically yeah I like this outfit. I think it's really cute. It does make her look innocent, especially when Spike is throwing her around. Like, she looks so scared and, like, so young. Yeah. I don't like it. But (laughs) I understand what it's trying to do. And then Buffy is wearing the loudest pink leopard shirt. I know. It's, like, it's, like, piercing. I I don't know. It's a little too much. I think the shirt underneath it is also wrong. Yeah. It's just so she she wears a pink leopard all the time or purple leopard and it usually works but this is just a little too much for me. <laughs> it's also just in a montage. Mm-hmm. So it's a weird loud outfit for like it's a when she's sad. Contemplative, yeah. Mhm. I think it's a bit strange too. Yeah. Super weird. And those are all the outfits. Things I will, I will, there are things I will not tolerate. I will not tolerate. Anything troubling to you this episode? Ugh, I don't think so. No, just, just Spike on his drunken rampage and we love it. He just represents all of us (laughs) when we're in a breakup. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, when people just tear around a town, causing so much damage. Yeah, and just saying... Hurtful things because you're you're hurting. Hurt people, hurt, hurt people. people. <laughs> hurt vampires, hurt vampires. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh it's it's hard. This episode is hard to watch. Yeah. And it's a long road ahead for these some of these characters. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, I don't know what the fall. This this is a very big bomb of an episode. I don't know what the fallout is going to be because it, everything has blown up. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Right, what the gang is what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and you don't. This is the end of a disc, so you don't have any of the disc titles in your brain to I don't tell know. you what. It's Although Gianna closes my eyes, so I can't see all the spoilers on the discs. No, because menus. the discs discs are full of full of cheats. Yes, but I truly don't know what's going to happen next. Uh, okay, favorite line. You go first. Okay. Well, it's Spike's line. I may be love's bitch, but at least I'm, I'm man, man enough, enough to, to admit, admit it. <laughs> I think it's one of the best lines of the whole series. Ugh. Just so good. He just, he's like, I love love. And it's like violent and amazing. He's just like embraces it. Oh. And it's not, I feel like sometimes 
the idea of romanticism or love can be like emasculating, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, like to some people or Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. in the show. Mm -hmm. But he's like, no, it's the most masculine, Mm -hmm. cool, powerful thing. Mm So I know you know that Spike is in the show because I know you know that Buffy has a blonde-haired boyfriend at some point. Yeah. So I'm going to just say one thing. Uh-huh. This is his thesis. Mm. Like, and you said it just now, so I feel comfortable just sort of saying that I think you're right. Uh-huh. And what the show will explore, um, I won't tell you when, I won't tell you how, but what the show will explore is exactly what you just talked about. This utterly masculine man who is a fucking romantic. I just love when someone can say their feelings and not be, like, embarrassed about how much they're feeling. It's, it's, I love it. And, like, Spike isn't above that. Like, we watched him humiliate himself in Mm -hmm. some ways in this episode. Yes. But it's not... It's just that he's capable of all kinds of feelings Mm -hmm. about love. Yes. And love rules his world. Mm -hmm. His relationship with Drusilla was like a keystone of season two. And this is why he has like no purpose right now. He doesn't have a lover. He's like alone. He's, he is, he worships his lover. He needs to have like, yes, someone to worship. Totally. So this, this, this idea with Spike, they're going to keep exploring. It's going to change. It's going to take us all over. Like, places I couldn't even have predicted when I was watching this show. <clears throat> but this is the seed. This Amazing. is it. And it started in season two, and it's, they're just, ugh, it's so satisfying. It's such a tasty motor of the show mm. that keeps that character going. I love the line, um, <laughs> I love the line, uh, Drusilla broke up with him. And uh, Xander's in the bed, and he says, gee, and we all hope those crazy kids would make it work. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, love Xander. (laughs) And, like, yeah, Xander, uh, I just feel like Xander's showing us some real different colors of who he is in these episodes with revelations and him being triggered by the angel coming back, but then... Him doing doing wrong by by Cordelia and by you know himself mm-hmm. in this, whew, it's uh, hard. Yeah, Xander is and not getting a good SAT score. I know. There's just a few things for Xander where I'm like, oof. I know. That's hard. It's not buddy. going so well. And he's making mistakes, which is yes, how we learn. Yes. But it's hard to watch people s- uh, screw up. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. much. I know. Well, I really can't wait for next disc. Uh, we're on a new disc, baby. Episode nine. Yeah. I won't tell you the title because I think it kind of spoils. I'm just not sure what you know, so I'm just going to leave it as a secret. I don't know anything know. as is the thesis of this show. I know, but I just have to be safe. Okay. I just have to be safe. <laughs> well, we'll see you next, next time. Write us. Instagram us. Email us. Cast love spells for us. <laughs> <laughs> An anti lust spell. Please. Yes, please. Please. Okay, bye. Bye. Arg. Gur. Gur. Arg.